This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO, or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now... Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two-time PWG Battle of Los Angeles champion, King Ricochet, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling with your hosts... Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. But if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 196. My name is Nick Howell. And officially ready to put a bounty on the head of that dirty snake, Randy Orton. I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome hi. to the Bust Wide Open Podcast. Hi, hi. I'm okay, man. I'm okay. I'm totally not worked at all. I'm totally not. <sighs> we have watched Monday Night Raw, and we need to talk about that, Nick, because what a show. It's a fallout show from the Royal Rumble, which happened this last weekend, and which was a hell of a show. Yes. Uh, so lots of fallout to fall out on our eye holes this week, Nick. So we have to talk about all of it. Uh, if you have not watched the Rumble and or Monday Night Raw, you probably want to do that first and go back and watch our stream oh that we just finished on uh, our Royal Rumble recap and analysis. Big mega recap that we just did. Yeah, uh, it was one of the better pay per views. So listen to that. In. Listen to that first because uh, <laughs> stuff happened. Yes, uh, but we will recap Monday Night Raw for you as well as give our opinions on what happened. Plus, Nick. You were at New Japan New Beginning in Durham, North Carolina last night, and apparently stuff happened there, too. Yes, it did. We will definitely oh get into all of that stuff because uh, it was a thousand times better than I expected walking into your typical armory, American right. region kind of setting. Holy smokes. Yes, was that, stuff happened. Uh, Nick surprise. almost made out with Tanahashi. Like It was just, it was a madhouse. Uh, plus, we've got our news. But Nick, let's get into, let's do our housekeeping. Let's get that out of the way. Let's tell everybody where they can find us and how they can interact with the show. And then we'll get in and discuss the grabs. Yes, guys, always come and join us in the Facebook discussion group. Just search for Busted Wide Open on Facebook. You can find us there. Like our page and send us a join request and we'll get you right into the group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. You also want to get into our Discord server. Hang out with that community for live chats all throughout the week on every single show. You can find links in the description below here on YouTube if you're watching or if you're listening, you can find it pinned to our social media profiles as well as the uh, links in uh, the Orbital Jigsaw post as well for each 
episode. Uh, also, find us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Make sure you follow us over there. We're hoping to start using those things more in the 2020. Uh, but you can uh, also follow us over right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash Open, where we stream live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. YouTube.com slash Open. And guys, we're on that race to 1,000 subscribers. We're about to hit the halfway point. Really thank you for all of your support. And man, if you can help get us to 1,000, that's when all the cool little nerd knobs unlock and we can really take advantage of the YouTube platform in the way that it was designed. So if you can help us get there, pass the word, spread your words to your family, friends, anybody that loves wrestling and the graps, and just a good time in general. Sign up like, sign up, you know, grandma to, to our YouTube page. Yeah, you know, if, if you've got 27 accounts, that's that's totally cool, you know, yeah. like me. That's, that's fine. YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open and jingle that little notification bell so that you can alert every time we go live so you can jump right into the chat with the rest of the phenomenal ones and look at all of you you look amazing we can see all of you in the chat thank you guys for joining us uh it's fantastic to have you guys every single episode last but certainly not least shout out to all of our patrons that participated in the fourth i guess it was the fourth patrons pickups challenge for the wwe royal rumble 2020 that went on on sunday congratulations to the new bwo patron pickums challenge Champion! All right, calm down there, Triple H. Good lord. (laughs) Yeah, Chris White. Chris Chris White, White. our fourth champion, our fourth lineal champion uh, at the BWO Patrons Pick'em. So, congratulations and welcome to the club. And and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to three months of your reign and then a defense at WrestleMania. And anybody else who wants to get in on that and challenge Champ Chris White. For that belt, for the well, it's not technically a belt, but it's a, it's an accolade. It's a title. You want to challenge for that? That's a title, it's a, right? Not a belt. It's a title. Yeah, it's a championship. It's a salutation. There you go. Yes. If you want to challenge for that, you, you got to be a patron because yes. it's the only way you can participate with the Patriots Pick'em Challenge. Nick, how do they become a patron? You head over to patreon.com slash BWO, and you have to be in it just that $5 tier. But, guys, the value tier is at the $10 tier because you get access to all of our bonus content as well as everything the $5 tier gets, like copies of every sh- of show notes of every episode and the ability to ask listener questions to Sir Ian Dangerous and myself for our patron mailbag series that we do on Saturdays after the Saturday show. Sort of an AMA, Q&A, ask us anything kind of thing. Uh, but patreon.com slash BWO if you want to get in on some of that. Ian, man, yes. the fallout definitely continued yes. from Royal Rumble this week over on Monday Night Raw. Ah, uh, Monday Night Raw. We have a new announce team, Nick. We have yeah. a new announce team this week. That's uh, right. Gone is Vic Joseph, replaced by two men. Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton yes. are now with now with King. What did you think about this Wait, new lineup? Wait, they got lineup? rid of the wrong guy. <laughs> I don't know. Vic never really – he never really landed for me. He was always kind of a little awkward. I liked him, but he just was kind of awkward. Well, it was, he, was, he was off making corn dog commercials with Lacey Evans and her daughter, I, I guess. Yeah, which yeah. right there is the kiss of doom. She can't even right. win a match after doing that. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm down with this. A lot of people were commenting on uh, Tom Phillips' voice not being very good. Guys, he lost his voice this weekend. He's – He's surviving off of Ricola right now. Like, give him a break. Let see him next week. Leave Tom really Phillips alone. And we both came around on Saxton after a while. I think this is actually going to yeah. be a pretty good lineup. Certainly better than just Vic Joseph and, and King being awkward and having no rhythm whatsoever. No. Already felt a lot better this week. But Nick, we're not here to talk about announcers. No, Nick, we're here to talk because we got to talk about the last 
segment of this show. If we you have, have a not new watched, bald-headed bastard, by the way. Holy crap. Well, not quite bald-headed. Very, very, very close uh, cropped little buzz cut there, but uh, definitely a bastard. But, Nick, if, if, let's tell them this. If you guys have not watched, if you don't usually watch Raw, if you don't usually watch WWE TV, this is the week you want to go watch the last 16 minutes and 30 seconds of Raw because that's how long the segment was. You just fast forward, whatever, Hulu, wherever you can find it, 16 minutes, 30 seconds from the end. That's when the rated R superstar Edge comes out again for the uh, on Monday Night Raw. Edge comes back out on Raw. Oh my God, Nick, the feels, the feels, the feels, the feels. Uh, he came back out and cut a uh, absolutely amazing promo. I, I, cried, I was crying again. I cried in 2011. I'm, I cried again when he's coming back. Not good luck. A little dusty in my house too. I'm not oh. gonna lie. Uh, a little bit emotional over here, uh, Nick. But uh, yeah, it was uh, great. He basically came out and said, "I missed you guys." Everyone chanted, "You still got it." He said, "You're damn right, I do." I, I felt I felt every single word he said, man. He uh, he came out and explained what the hell he's doing back, which is basically, he started feeling good a few years ago. He started investigating what would it take to get back, and he didn't get into specifics of it. But you know, we can kind of guess what it would have taken. He basically said, I got in the best shape of my life at 46 to be able to come home. Mm-hmm. And here and here and here he is. Uh, sorry, for, I mean, his exact quote. Uh, I got in the best shape of my life at 46 years old, so I can get back in here and end my career on my terms. Oh. Punched me uh, right in the chest when he said uh, that. Uh, uh, he went on to say that he's got something that you can only prove that you have if you look someone in the eye, and that is that he's got grit. And as oh. he said that, whose music should hit but Randall Kennedy, Kenneth Callenback, Orton. And out comes Mr. RKO himself, comes down the ring, gives Edge a big old, warm, very real-looking hug, and uh, says, it's good to have you back, man. And Edge genuinely shaking with emotion, tears in his eyes, and Randy saying, you know, Back in the day, I have a bit of a self-destructive personality and going up and down the road trying to make towns, you, Edge, were the one guy I could turn to no matter what hole I dug myself into and you would get me out of it. Mm. And it was a very, very emotional moment. He said, what do you, what do you say to hell just for old time's sake? We get rated RKO back together. And the crowd, oh, oh, screaming, yelling, having a great time. It's wonderful. And then he RKOs him out of nowhere. He ordered Randy Orton RKO's edge, edge line on the ground, stunned. Randy Orton goes and gets a chair, hits edge with the chair, edge grabbing at his neck. Everyone in the audience staring in disbelief. Braun Strowman falling off of Nick's microphone. Nobody can believe it. And then God, Randy Orton took his time at this point. Because he was like, what's he going to do next? He put Edge's head in like in between the chair. Like, is he going to stomp on it? looked like he was going to get on the top rope and stomp on it and break his neck. But he didn't. He got down. It looked like he was going to leave. But he didn't leave. He ran back around. He grabbed two chairs. And he put Edge's head on top of one chair. And he concertoed him on the chairs in the middle of the ring. And then he sat back and looked at his handiwork as Raw went off the air. And the entire time, of course, Randy Orton getting down Edge's face and talking real low to him, like saying something, saying something really spooky. It was a damn uncomfortable segment nick it was fantastic this is everything we want in our wrestling oh my the, god the psychology and the storytelling of this entire segment without saying a word after after the rko 
commentary shut up too. Were thankfully. Thank you. Say, <sighs> dude, didn't say a word. They made this so uncomfortable. It was ugh, excellent, perfectly executed. The the camera shots as well, and I, as much shit as we gave Kevin Dunn and his team, production team, for cutting away from Edge's entrance at Rumble, and the this you know, and the first spear and all of that. The camera shots to the crowd of just where they're just aghast. People like, horrified. Horrified. Oh my, no, children no, no. children like like looking around in horror at their parents, like this isn't supposed to happen. Uh grown men like just like staring, eyes wide, jaws on the floor. like you know, the, the two the two women looking at each other like, This is really wrong. Like I'm not com- I'm not cool with this. Knocked it out of the park. God, so good. Over the fence, into the water. This is Oh, the heat on Randy is nuclear as of right now. And you know what, Nick? That's a they just made a WrestleMania match in ten minutes. There, there's their Less legacy that. exhibition that they always try to do. They did it, and congratulations! Just hand the oh. keys of the kingdom to Randy Orton because he just oh. did it. This yep. is awesome, <laughs> fantastic, and what a way for Edge to come back, have a nice three month run to Mania, and then you know probably end up. It, is, he's already in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Edge is or, or is it Edge and Christian? I can't remember if it's like they have them as a team or if they. I don't know if he's two time. Uh, it's it's an interesting. Let us know in the chat if you if you guys know off the top of your head. I don't. I I I'm confused as if it's an Edge and Christian team or if it's just Edge by himself. If Edge I know he's and in Christian there. isn't in the Hall of Fame, that they should be. Christian yeah. should be in the Hall of Fame too. I mean, let's be clear. I think it is but, just Edge now that I'm thinking about it. Because we always talk rate, about why isn't Christian in there? That's right. Yeah. At any rate, this segment. Absolutely horrifying, wonderful. Uh, shout out to Andy Nelson, one of our listeners who I was talking to last night at the bar, whose daughter apparently was in tears at this segment. Uh, yeah. No, Emily, yes. no. Yeah, she's the strong one too. Well, sort of. But yeah, so she's. Th- th- this segment worked, worked beautifully. It got me heated. <laughs> it was, oh, Randy, you son of a bitch. Mm. Uh, so yeah, this fan fantastic stuff and it all also hinged on the fact that edge came out and created such genuine emotion on the stick in the first place yep so yeah just took the opportunity took the ball ran down the entire field with it so we're we're off to this edge was uh taken to a medical facility uh, stretchered out of the ring and put in an ambulance after the show went off the air uh that's some more good stuff right there so mm-hmm. just I, nothing more to say nick this was this was excellent yeah, Josh uh, in the chat said it would be like Shibata coming back and taking a concerto. Brilliant analogy. That's exactly the kind of feeling that we were having. Like, no, no, not his neck. No, not his head. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I feel I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel, so bad for Shibata because in the middle of all of these people in WWE who are told like, hey, Sheamus, you should retire. Hey, Daniel Bryan, you can never wrestle again. Hey, Edge, you can never wrestle again. Shibata's over there going, could I come back? And yeah. the doctor's like, no. No, we no, spent all our can. money on Hiromu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hiromu came back. Yeah, Hiromu comes right. back. And Shibata's like, well, he did it. Can I Can I come back? <sighs> no. No, Shibata. You had a, a, a brain aneurysm. Stop it. Hematoma, bro. Oh. It's different. This is all neck stuff. You, yeah. you messed up your head. Right. You headbutted a guy. You headbutted a guy until your brain exploded. Stop. You're done. Anyway. Albert with a dollar in the tip jar. Thank you very much, sir. Thank Thank you, you. brother. Much love. Uh, So, yeah, so great segment to end the show. 
But that wasn't all. This was a pretty good Raw. We also had our Royal Rumble winner come out mm. to address the fact that he won the Royal Rumble, Drew McIntyre. You yes. deserve it. Mm. Yeah. When's the last time you heard a you deserve it for a Royal Rumble winner? Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a minute since a Royal Rumble winner got like a, a, if a ever, reception I... like this. Shinsuke, I think people loved it when he he got it, but I don't remember a You Deserve It chant. I remember them singing along with his song, but yeah, Drew McIntyre came out to adulation and uh, talked very comfortably with the crowd saying like, you know, and and very real. That's one of the things I think is his strength is he's so comfortable. He's so amenable to the crowd. He connects really well and saying, uh, you know what, guys, I know you don't like waiting. So tell you what, I'm going to you guys want to know who I'm challenging for WrestleMania. Cool. I challenge Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Everyone blows up. Uh, so kind of, we we expected this. We expected Drew versus Brock at this point, especially given how the rumble went down. <laughs> Do, okay, Nick, I mean, is it too early to say, okay, Drew Brock, does Drew get coronated at WrestleMania? Is he the man to kill the beast at WrestleMania? Has to. Does Brock get beaten at two WrestleManias in a row? That's the bigger question. Well, last if you look time at it Seth- in the meta, like in a bigger picture, you've just spent the last three years building up this beast to Does- have all the records, to be the longest champ, to be a no-show absentee he got beat champ. WrestleMania by taking three nut shots. Like Seth kicked the cra- like he kicked his nuts into his throat. Okay, <laughs> does he does he get beat straight up at WrestleMania? I guess is what I'm saying. Hundred percent. He's to. got to right. Like yeah. if if you have <laughs> after all this. If you have Drew lose to Brock at WrestleMania, oh my God, they'll it'll they'll burn down the stadium. We like riot. we said that about Roman and Brock, but like this is <laughs> people are actually behind Drew. Oh my God. Um. So then Drew said, "Well, you know, uh, come on, let's have a match. I'll take on anybody in the back." Outcome, uh, uh. At Gallows and Anderson, and they say, "Well, we'll fight you, Drew." And Drew says, "Cool, I'll fight both of you. What the heck, right, guys? Let's let's all have a fun little match." The audience is like, "Oh, cool, all right, cool." And then Drew McIntyre murders the OC single-handedly. Uh, at this point, given where Drew McIntyre is, that was a little bit like lol. Drew wins, wasn't it? Were you mad at that, Nick? Because OC are your boys. They are, but I mean, Drew. <laughs> I, the, listen, the only way I'm you not mad at this, bastard. before I say this, shout out to Brad Shepard with the $5 in the tip jar. You guys are showing up tonight. Thank oh you God, for all the love. You, I really man. appreciate it. You guys oh, rock, you, man. Oh, um, dude. Here's what I'll say. The way that this was played is what made it. Uh, Drew McIntyre issues an open challenge. I feel like kicking somebody's head off. Who wants some? Who wants to come get their head kicked off? And, of course, out comes Stomp and Ascension. I mean, the, the, the Luke, uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Uh, and come out and, and just start going, rah, 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 I'm, I'm not scared of you. Da, 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 da. Let's Carl have Anderson. a Claymore party. Yeah, right. So, and then Luke Gallows says, no, no. I want to fight Drew McIntyre. And Drew just says, well, why not both? <laughs> And we have a match, and he just... I'll take on him. both of you. Yeah. And and just fantastic. But, I mean, just turn the babyface dial up to 11 on Drew McIntyre. We saw it yep. in NXT, and it's brilliant. Let the man go. Let go of the reins. Trust him. He's got it. And let's be clear. Like, it's tough to watch with Roman Reigns. It's tough to watch in general. But the way that they've gotten... Like, where they've gotten Brock to, you've got to have Drew squashing 
upper mid carters, or oh, not yeah. mid mid carters like like the OC, like mid card tag teams. You've got to have him squash dudes. And they're he the best tag look, team in the world. He's thank you, Nick. He has to look godlike to be able be, to be able to get in there and toe to toe Brock Lesnar. And they've had a, they've done a good job of keeping him away from Brock for all this time. Like you yeah. think about it. So they have to now make him look like an absolute monster to pay off how strong Brock is. So him squashing guys like the OC, you got to think about what they're trying to make Drew look like. The OC is still going to go be competitive somewhere else. But this actually made sense to me. Um, as it does with Roman, it's just with Roman, it's just more kind of like we, we rolled our eyes because we weren't into it. <laughs> we're, we're into it with Drew. We're behind Drew. Uh, and that's just, you know, fickle fandom. So, however, that was not all. No, oh God, Brock out of nowhere. Brock out of nowhere. He's tossing out a Gallows and Anderson after the match. And Brock out of nowhere gives him an F5, throws his shirt down on him. And uh, yeah, it's official. It's on, boys. Our uh, three months to WrestleMania. Can they, keep, yes. can they keep this up? I think they've got yes. some people for Drew to handle between now and then. They set up some other stuff for him to do. Uh, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this match. So one thing they've changed recently about Drew McIntyre that I wanted to ask you about, and it's very much like a something they do for a lot of their superstars. A lot of their superstars have call-outs before their finishers, right? You got the tuning up the band for the sweet chin music, uh, the double the double fingers for the Stone Cold Stunner. Get these got, hands. Uh, yeah, they get these hands, right? There's always something to warm up for the finisher. Uh, Seth's now doing the warming up the band for the stomp. Um very few come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so now Drew, instead of his claymore coming out of nowhere, he has this whole this countdown. Three, two, one, boom, claymore. Is that goofy to you, or do you think that it kind of cool and it works? I mean, I don't think any has anybody kicked out of the claymore yet. I think it's still one of the most protected moves. It's it's in, pretty protected. Uh, so I mean, it, it's going to be one of those things where maybe Brock kicks out of one, save that, keep that, you know, and and make it a bigger moment when he does at WrestleMania. So yeah. I I don't mind the three two one thing. It's crowd participation. It's not for yeah. us. It's for people at the events. And it's, honestly, if I was them, at the event, it'd be pretty it, cool. It gives them something to pop about and, and cheer for and, and per crowd participation and stuff. I don't mind it at all. I love stuff like that. You, know? you want to know what it reminds me of, actually? Yeah. Is the, and and at the first time I saw him do it, or whatever it was, a couple of weeks ago, I was kind of like, ah. but it reminds me of how what I thought about Burn It Down the first time I heard it, where I was kind of like, oh, come on. It's a little, little on the nose. I'll be damned if Burn It Down wasn't fun as hell to scream at the top of your lungs yeah. uh, after about a month or two. Yep. Can you imagine now at WrestleMania, Brock's woozy, Drew gets into the corner and is slowly like, can barely raise his arm. Three, uh, two, uh, one. But like, it can be dramatic. It can be something that the audience gets behind. It's going to be something that I think is going to pay off in the long term, especially as people get more and more used to it being a thing. You get a whole crowd screaming at the same time. I think ultimately, once we get used to it, it's it's a smart move. As I said, they do it with a lot of the finishers. They want to have be a crowd pleasing moment. Um, so it's it, easy. Also, here's the other thing. Yeah, every time, easy. every time there's a pinning predicament, you got the crowd counting one, two, right, three, you know, two, and the yell. They're all in it on every single pin ever. This is like the reverse of that. It's clever. It's it's really clever if you think about it. To, to give them something else to, to do that's simple and that you can time really easily with the audience. Really smart. I think it's, I, I agree, it's going to pay off huge. 
uh, very, very soon. And as we that moment you just described at Mania, wouldn't doubt that we're going to have something along those lines. Yeah, I hope I I I like to think so. Yes. Uh, so in other news and other and other feuds on the old Raw, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe had a match with Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins for the tag team titles. Uh, did not go as they planned or as anybody planned recently, be, uh, re, uh, really, because Joe got legit injured partway through the match. He was mm. supposed to do a dive outside and hit Buddy Murphy, which he did. He just hit him a little bit too hard. Gave himself a concussion and had to be told to leave ringside. Uh, yikes. Joe, unable to stop being injured. Uh, hopefully, he's got to go through concussion protocol. Hopefully, it won't be too long. These out. Hopefully, he should still be able to do something with this feud. But Kevin Owens then in a two out of, in a, a handicap match and ultimately falls victim to Seth and Buddy Murphy teaming up on him. Right. Um, so one thing I liked about this was the setup. Seth out with Buddy Murphy proselytizing in the ring again, and Owens and Joe out at the top of the ramp telling him to shut up, and him saying let's have a match, and them saying, oh yeah, we know you. You're going to have your boys AOP come out and interrupt our match. He says, no, 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 they're back in the locker room. They said, oh, are, are they? Yeah, they, they are right there on the Titantron. Sure enough, there's AOP back in the locker room. And they said, well, you know, you can pre-tape stuff. How do we know they're really there? And Seth goes, hey, AOP, say something to Kevin Owens. Are you calling me a liar? Oh, yeah, don't ever call me a liar. <laughs> Which is, I like that nuance to his character. Don't ever yeah. call me a liar. And Kevin Owens says, uh, oh, so they really are back there. Seth goes, yes, they're really back there. Kevin Owens says, good, now we know where to find them. And out of nowhere, Viking Raiders come in and start brawling with AOP back in the locker room. Love it. Nick, uh, this was great because how rarely do we see smart baby faces in WWE? How many times Very are they rare. like... Normally, it's just them fighting upward against all odds and that kind of stuff. And right. This is really clever. Yeah, so it was really nice to see. Maybe it's because Kevin Owens and Joe were like halfway to being heels anyway right? Uh, that, that they were able to do this, but uh, whatever. That was a really nice touch. And also makes me wonder, are we going to see a continuing feud with AOP and Viking Raiders? Because we were worried that Viking Raiders were going to get kind of shoved to the side after losing the titles to Owens, excuse me, to uh, Rollins and Buddy. So It uh, should have been AOP that got the titles and not Rollins and Buddy. But I'm starting to come around and understand why they did that. Because it's, I think this is ultimately going to, look, the the tag titles are going to end up on either AOP or Viking Raiders going into Mania at some point. And that's going to be our Raw tag team match, I think, is those two. Yeah, I think it's going to switch over. Uh, You know, somebody's going to pick it up somewhere. AOP is going to end up with it. And then we're going to have, look, this is great program starting off uh, as we head to Mania. And they've built it right. We've got smart guys involved. Let it happen. Given the pedigree of Seth Rollins, pardon the pun, I think he's holding the titles all the way to Mania. I think it might be oh. Kevin Owens and Joe for the titles at Mania. No. Uh, yeah. No. I, I, that's all their big guys. You want to have all your big guys in big matches for titles at WrestleMania. That's the way of it. And those are all your big guys right there. That's that's four superstars. Well, three and a half, if you include Buddy Murphy. But like that's a program that you could see. I could see at WrestleMania. Um you know, unless the U.S. title gets involved somehow, and I don't know what they're going to do with that by Mania. That's that's more the wild card, I think, at this point. So, yeah, yeah I, that's that's kind of where I'm at with this. I'm very curious to see where this goes. It's going to depend on how good, how okay Joe is. You know, if this was a, just a little bit, little like knocked him silly, or if he's like out for a month or two. So it will it will matter a lot based on that, and if they can, if they want to stick with the plan, or if they can, you know, work out some other stuff to have going on on the side while Joe's getting well. Let's see if he shows back up on commentary next week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bye, Saxton. Joe's back. Right. I mean, I wouldn't be too mad at that. And keep Saxton. Get rid of Jerry. Just saying. <laughs> Jesus. We know you listen, guys. Just, you know, uh, King ain't going nowhere. I hate to say it. Uh, Alistair Black, who was rumored to be one of the men in contention to win the Rumble and face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, but obviously that didn't happen. He's back to facing uh, enhancement talent on Raw. He defeated Kenneth Johnson uh, with the black mass on Raw. All right. Um. And uh, afterwards, call, call out the locker room. Says he's coming for the Raw locker room. He's sick of waiting. About time. Uh, who is there for Alistair Black to go after now? And who, 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 who will they put him with? Who should they put him with, I should say? Like, who is there? I want him to get involved. Um, I feel like there's too much focus on the Luchador thing right now around uh, the U.S. title with Andrade. And I don't, I don't dislike it. Don't get me wrong. What are you you talking about? We wanted to have the whole. No, we we want that. But I feel like there's a spot for um, Alistair to get mixed in with that as well. So I want to see what happens or develops with Braun and Shinsuke around the Intercontinental. But I think um, Alistair could end up going that way as well at some point, probably beyond Mania. But I I feel like there's something for him to do. Didn't he have a. He had a beef with somebody. I'm trying to remember last year after he debuted and he, he and Ricochet split up. I feel like there was something with him and Ray or something with him and Andrade. Cesaro. Cesaro. Was it Cesaro? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I would love well, to nice, see Alistair nice Black and Andrade again from it, you know, call back to the NXT fights that they would have for, mm. for that. Oh, man. I, I would love to see that. Well, so. you know as well as I do why we're not going to see Andrade for 30 days. So we'll see if they're able yeah. to do that. Um, uh, one moment that I, so I kind of jumped around the notes here, but uh, one thing we got to talk about too is the other Royal Rumble winner, and that's Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. Uh, She came out to announce who she was going to be facing at WrestleMania, and she said, I will be having a match at WrestleMania for a championship. For a championship, yeah. And what championship, Charlotte? I'm not going to tell you. Just going to go have a match with Asuka now. Asuka came out screaming at her, and uh, they had a match which was saved by Kyrie saying Charlotte had Asuka in the figure eight, Looks like she might tap out. Kyrie saves the match. Charlotte gets beaten down after the match. All right. Match was, frankly, kind of irrelevant. Yeah. What is going to happen with Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? Where is she going? Who is she facing? Well, what's happening? There's a little bit of fun. And I don't think this is going to happen. There's a little bit of fun talk happening that could she challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's champion. Or sorry, Nick, stop, the NXT stop championship. Stop yourself. Stop yourself. That's not a little bit of fun talk. This is major like nearly confirmed rumors uh, that there's th- so I hadn't made it that far yet. This is news to me then. So it's, wow. It's, okay. It's now like news news. The plan as of right now. So it's not just ringside news talking about this. It's a- actual. No news. wrestling observer, PW insider, PW torch. Like this is legit. The plan is Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. And if you look back at survivor series, who pinned Charlotte Rhea Ripley? So they're setting up. There's actually rumors that Charlotte may actually be at NXT this week. So mm. all y'all in the chat earlier Thump. who were <laughs> <laughs> there go Nick's nipples. Oh, oh boy. God, they're huge. Yep. Uh, for all of you earlier who were like, why is Charlotte winning the Rumble? This is crazy. She's going to face Bailey. This is, oh, is going to be terrible. They screwed everything up. What, what, is she, what was a Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? What now? What y'all thinking now? Because that that's got my ears pricked up. Yeah, uh, if you know what I'm not, saying. Something else, that's not my ears. 
that's three women's titles you could conceivably have, not including the tag titles at WrestleMania. It means you oh, could have uh, Charlotte Rhea for the NXT. You could have whatever's happening with the SmackDown title, whether that's Baszler going to going in there to kill Bailey or whoever has it at the time. Lacey, if Lacey takes it off of her, but Lacey Evans and Baszler, and it's just a murder, that would be fun. And then Becky versus whoever, either Shayna could come back and have a little more beef with Becky saying, you never beat me. I beat you. We never really beat each other. So it could be Shayna, Becky at WrestleMania and Bailey versus, I don't know, whoever, if that still happens. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what the hell's going on with SmackDown Women's title at this point. But all I know is Charlotte versus Rhea is a, sounds real good yeah, it does. right now. Sounds real good. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, that is the news with that. Uh, speaking of the U.S. title, Humberto Carrillo had a rematch with Andrade Cianalmas. I thought we were done with this whole rematch clause thing, Nick. What happened here? I don't know. Uh, I guess that at some point, Andrade uh, has failed his WWE wellness policy. Or, uh, he took some tests and he failed something and he's got a 30-day suspension. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting here that they didn't pass, with that in mind, that they didn't pass the belt over. And you could say it's because he's Mr. Flair. You can say it's because it's only 30 days, first defense, all that stuff. I feel like it's a missed opportunity to have paid off something that I think a lot of people wanted to see happen on the night after the pay-per-view. Like We see this from time to time where we have a title not change hands on the pay-per-view, but you save it for Raw the next night. I think this was like... I hate that. I I know. I do too for the most part, but I think this one would have worked. Well, so here it might have, except that one thing we were saying on the the show itself was that are they slow playing Carrillo? Because the end of this match where Zelina got involved, caused the DQ, Carrillo is on the records as winning the match, but then you know he doesn't get the title, and he was pissed off, and he ended up giving Andrade a, a, a hammerlock DDT on the concrete, which is probably the reason that they say he's out for 30 days because right. he's injured. Um, that, you know, right there, he, the crowd was kind of meh about this whole thing. They were getting into the match because, you know, obviously two great workers, but they weren't really behind Carrillo until that point. And then they were like, yeah, boy, get him. So that might have been part of the plan there is getting people behind Carrillo as a babyface. And if that's the case, it might be working. I might I might be able to get behind WWE's logic here, uh, which is a tough thing to say. So, it, it, but it, it, that might be what they're thinking. It's going to depend on what they decide to do with Andrade while he's out. If they strip him of the title, which they haven't said yet, uh, or they're not if they going say, to, from what I understand, I believe that they just has been him, said. Uh, okay, I haven't seen either way. But if they if they do leave it on him and he's out for four weeks or whatever it is. Something um, in the rules that says first offense and only thirty oh, days. Oh, blah blah blah. They make whatever. Yeah, they make those up as they go. The, but yeah. that's okay. Fine. Whatever. If he does keep it, like they, they could conceivably write him off TV for four weeks and have this come back later. It just might sure. take a little bit of the steam off of it, which sucks. Yeah, we just saw it happen with Rude, and his return was fine. Everybody yeah, forgot exactly. about it, you know. Exactly. And it also depends on what they get busted for. You know what right. I mean? Like it's <laughs> he's not getting busted for like kitty porn or anything here. It's no, oh god. Probably, no. You know, probably something, probably something relatively minor. We would like to think thirty days is probably a minor offense. Um, so then, a couple other little notes about Raw. MVP is back on Raw. Lost Welcome to Rey Mysterio, but he, you know he's back. If you if you watch the Hulu edition, you didn't see that, but yeah, he's back. Um, he just had a match with Rey Mysterio and lost. So welcome back, MVP. You're right. Where okay. are you left? Uh, 
And, is this, a, yeah, is this uh, an indicator of the MVP Hall of Fame potentially? Uh, yeah, as a right. last run to Mania. Yeah, right. Oh man, talk about the tale of the tale of two superstars. Edge comes right. back and everyone's crying and we're freaking out. And it's like, oh yeah, MVP. Yeah, here he is. MVP's back. Oh, I lost a lot of people are like, who? Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. I got some love for MVP. It's just I loved the like, Batman uh gear on on Rumble. That was fantastic. Uh also Mojo Raleigh debuted his new offensive lineman, Riddick Moss, from uh, calling up uh, Riddick Moss was supposed he was halfway out the door. Uh, I'd heard his contract negotiations were going south, but I guess they convinced him. Now he's on main roster. He's hanging out with Mojo Raleigh and helping him defeat No Way Jose for the 27 title. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Kind of ignominious. But hey, at least he's on main roster getting that main roster money. So we'll see what happens with this. Um, apparently, our truth came out dressed as a cheeseburger trying to win his title back, but didn't happen for him. Um, but yeah, Mojo Raleigh is defending the 24-7 championship with the help of Riddick Moss. Eh, I, I'm honestly not mad at those two pairing up. Be honest with you, and I see Riddick Moss doing something as opposed to you know warming the back of the PC. Uh, we also had Liv Morgan versus Lana. Okay, it was a match. It was it was there. And, uh, but Bobby Lashley and Rusev were banned from ringside. It, okay. Okay. Honestly, it, Liv Liv looked good. Lana was there. Uh, she wore the same thing she wore last night. <laughs> <laughs> the Captain Marvel gear, right? Uh, yeah. Whereas, so you, you were you were saying that um, MVP looked like Batman or or, or Black Panther. I, I as apologize, it were. I'll retract. It's Black Panther. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I I don't know, man. I was gonna say Liv Morgan looked like she was wearing Black Cat from Spider Man. If we're if we're doing cosplay stuff here, I don't know. She Who? gave a uh, she gave a middle rope flatlander to Lana win this match. I thought it was pretty cool looking. So that was cool. That was, I, I yeah. liked it. Yeah. But yeah, she beats her clean. Okay, is there any, I mean, is this feud st- still going on? Is there any legs to the feud whatsoever at this point? Whatsoever. Are, are is, I mean, are they going to make out at some point? Weren't they supposed to be lovers? Oh, like, come on. Where, like, are they, so they just going to wrestle in a match? There's no drama between the two of them since we saw them fight at the wedding and Liv called her out for having a, you know, being a lover. I, I, where's the story in this? They, they just showed up and had a match. I want some general hospital in my, in my wrestling drama. You gotta, yeah. you, I need some telenovela action here, guys. So t- amp me up for this. Make me care. Cause if this was a general hospital with resuscitation, this is, yeah. this is just, it's, it's just flat at this point. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Uh, speaking of no one cares, Eric Rowan, once again out to beat an enhancement talent with his iron claw. He's got a cage thing in there bites him. All right. Best thing about this segment was the fact that Eric Rowan's shirt watch. Oh, Rowan's shirt watch. Eric Rowan. Cattle decapitation. My boy's cattle decap. That's, that's your stuff. I, I don't even know. Militant don't, vegan metal. They're brutal as that. hell. <laughs> they're brutal as hell. I love me some brutal stuff. And they're brutal. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like, they're most of the way to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. That's good stuff. So. Uh, yeah, a little, little, lot of love for cattle decap over here, man. Nice to see them getting represented by, by Mr. Rowan. Uh, and that is it for, yes. I, you know what, you know what I will mark out for next speaking of, of, of brutal stuff. What's that? When, uh, it, when Eric Rowan comes out wearing a, uh, a, a brand of sacrifice, 
uh, shirt, then I'll I will truly mark out. They're like a new band that I'm totally into right now. Is uh, Brand of Sacrifice and their new their new album God Hand out last year. Fantastic, brutal stuff. Just a little bit of Ian Dangerous recommendations of the brutal metal. I'll throw an I'll throw a nod to one that Triple H has introduced via NXT, and that's Wage War. They used that song alive. I've had you play that one in the bar. Yes, I've been listening to some of their other back catalog stuff, and it's hit or miss. Like some of it's. A little too under oath metalcore of early two thousand kind of stuff. A little, but some of it, man, it's it's. There's some good songs in there. I'll have yeah, to send you some got, more. They have some moments. They have some. It, moments it's there. not your speed. I get that. No, no, it's it's, yeah. it's a little too wimpy for me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. That says, and that's it for that, Ross. That tells you everything you need to know right there about yeah, certain and dangerous like folks. Hard shit. Like hard shit. But guys, that was raw. Uh, we are not done yet, though, because I went somewhere pretty special last night. Nick went to New Japan, New Beginnings. All right, so I guess I get to give you a play-by-play for once. Yeah, here. Well, what went down? So My goodness, I, Nick. Oh. This was fantastic. So I need to tell a little bit of a story here, as I like to do. So I bought tickets. The th- there was different tiers. There was the thirty-five dollar tier, which was like the cheap seats in the back. Which the cheap seats in the back of a bingo hall is not really the cheap seats. It's fine. Uh, then there was the fifty dollar tier, which is what I got because all the other ones were gone. I had to get. I had to get that one. And I went there knowing what the Durham Armory was. I've been there before. It's basically a high school gymnasium. And if you can sort of put this in perspective, just without the the pull-out bleachers like you're used to seeing. Uh, so I got there, and I was on the way there, and I was texting Ian. I was like, catering bailed, and it's pissing down rain. Let's see how many people actually show up to a New Japan show in the middle of Durham, North Carolina, which is not, you know, it can be a little tricky to get to and find parking because it's a, it's a really small town. I don't know that it's actually a city. It's a town. But um, we got there, and there were people lined up around the block. And I was like, okay, this might be all right. And I get inside, and it's your typical little local venue that you would imagine. Uh, probably seats three to 500 people max. There were probably 300 to 400 people there. There were some empty seats, but you know, it was great. We opened up the show with Cole Cabana and Toru Yanu coming out and having a little bit of a kind of kicking off the ceremonies sort of thing. And they had a special nice. kid come up that had had some uh, some hard times. He had gotten, he had fallen it, and went Hot into uh, a very long-term seizure, was in a coma for three months, had oh, wow. fully fully recovered after like 18 months. And he got, they let him toss, come up and toss four t-shirts out to the crowd. The kid All, did? The kid did, yes. They let him oh, wow. come up and, you know, with Toriano and Cole Cabana in the ring, it was a blast and everybody, the crowd was great about it, everything. And then... We heard a little metal guitar sound, and Tanahashi comes out in uh, top of the I, show. Top before the show even started, before the first match. Yes. Oh wow! And comes out and hands the kid. He's like, "Look, glad to hear you recovered. Uh, here's a present from us at New Japan Pro Wrestling." And unfurls a t-shirt, white t-shirt that has been signed by the entire New Japan roster, basically. Like there were signatures wow. all over the front and back in the sleeves of that t-shirt. What a treasure. What a great moment for the kid. It was great to see Tanahashi. We got to do a little air guitar before even the first match. But he ended up kicking things off with Yujiro Takahashi and Mysterioso. And Pimp Club. What's that? Tokyo Pimp Club. Pimp Club, yes. No Peter, I assume. <laughs> 
Peter was not there. No, unfortunately, okay. I would have sent you pictures, Surrey and Dangerous. I know. No, you no, have... don't do that. Don't get me in trouble. Come on. Okay, okay. Well, I I would not have <laughs> sent you pictures at all. <laughs> Yuji Hero pretty handily handles Mysterio, so it was a fun match. A couple of high spots, but not much to write home about um, as far as that's concerned. Uh, next up was a pretty special moment for me. I was not aware that this one was going to be on this tour stop. I told I, you the entire list of, of matches you were getting. I, but I don't pay attention to everything you tell <laughs> me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, I got to see Yuji Nagata wrestle. Yeah. And, and Satoshi Kojima, right? And, and Kojima. Kojima Bread, yep. Bread and, Club. Yep. Bread Club for life. And they got to have a tag match with TJP, who is assuming his Pauly D look more and more every day uh and alex coughlin um fantastic fantastic to see these guys and and you know what nagata and kojima were in there bumping just like anybody else i heard Do not that nagata any- actually nagata tweeted out today he he busted his neck in this match like he injured oh. his neck they yeah. were, they were taking bumps absolutely they were they, they were not pulling any punches they were they were trade doing trades in the middle with with tjp and coughlin it was That's fantastic awesome. so yeah seeing Seeing the blue trunk standing ringside like that, uh, I think I posted a picture in the discussion. You did. I, I got a big blue blue justice butt on my uh, on wedgie, my text thread. tights wedgie and all. So yeah, man, uh, enjoy that. The next up, we had um, probably what was one of the most fun matches of of the night. For this is a very it. close one. Rocky Romero, Colt Cabana, and Toru Yanu came out, and they had a match against Alex Zane, up and comer, right? Yeah. With Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> what? Yeah. I got to you see know, Nagata and Kojima you know they are and now, Rock right? and Roll you, Express wrestle. You know who guys. Rock and Roll Express are now, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. Midnight Express, okay. a little fuzzy. Rock and Roll Express, <laughs> intimately familiar with Rock right, and Roll yeah. Express. You've had their sweat flung on you at this point. Oh, yeah. So uh, you talk about a good time. And, and all comedy match stuff aside, you had all of your tropes. You had Toru Yanu pulling the, the the ring covers off. Of course. You had Cole Cabana and Yanu doing that. No, I go. 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 No, I And they did it for 27 minutes. <laughs> Back and forth. And Rocky was... They were, this was before the match. And Rocky was like, I go! And just stops him <laughs> in the middle. Brilliant. Oh, oh. This was so much fun. Uh, it, the crowd was into it. We They were all chanting, I go. I, this was so much fun. Uh, ultimately, of course, they get the win over the le- Legends. Uh, it was a good time. Who pinned who? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of reporter are you? I, I feel like it was Rocky Romero. Uh, I think he don't let me look this up online, man. Yeah, it's it's that. Listen, that's not the big news. That, that oh, it was a okay. blast, right? Uh, next up, we had Clark Connors coming out from LA JoJo, having get, basically getting murdered by Jeff Cobb. Um, not much to write home about there. Jeff Cobb is still a giant meatball yep. and looks fantastic and can do standing moonsault. And he did a standing moonsault right there in front of us. And of it was, by God, it was glorious. How do you smell? Uh, I don't know. I didn't get close enough, unfortunately. Uh, too bad. Too bad. Uh, it wasn't like PWG where you can go up and meet and greet beforehand. Um, yeah. you could pay to do that, but it was, uh, Satoshi and Cobb, I think were the two talents that the only ones that were doing meet and greets, but I've heard, yeah. I've heard Jeff Cobb smells lovely. Yes. Yes. Uh, next up, much Actually, like the I, previous... I know, I know from personal experience he smells lovely, but I'm just saying, like, in general. Don't listen to Michael Elgin. He's a, he's a liar. Right. Yeah. Next <laughs> up, I, um, I almost called the police because I witnessed a murder. 
<laughs> Ren Narita came out. Yeah. Uh, and um, then Lance Archer came out. So you saw, so first time seeing Lance Archer live, first time seeing Lance Archer personally, and I saw your seats, and you were in pretty good seats. So you were probably at best, at most, 10 feet away from Lance Archer. Less. Yeah. Less. At, mo- okay. at most. When he, he came to like death marching right by, and he has picked up the helm from Minoru Suzuki of beating up Young Lions and swiftly elbowed every single Young Lion that he walked past <laughs> as they were nice. outside. Uh, just, just completely leveled, did a full lap around the ring, leveling all of them, beating them all up, He's grabbing a, a chair. Man. You know, he, he is no bullshit massive. <laughs> that dude is, he's Braun Strowman big. I'm yeah. not kidding. He's, he's six, eight easy. He's two eighty to 300 easy. I don't even yeah. know what his actual weight is. He's a giant human being. <laughs> Holy smokes. And he's poor massive. little red Narita. I mean, and you've got tiny little Rene Rita in there trying to like do slaps on his chest, and he's just no selling all of it, and of just absolutely beating the dog shit out of Rene. I to the point that I even instead of Lance Archer, I took a picture of Rene Rita being ha- helped, yeah. carried away by the young lions with the 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 water bag on his head. Just d- listen, Lance Archer is might be the he's the surprise of 2019, I think, out of New Japan. And he's continuing to just elevate and just absolutely kills it as a just bastard heel that just pisses off the crowd, gives everybody the finger, doesn't care, spits spits at them, all of it, right? So he got got in trouble for spitting water in the crowd in Japan, so I don't think he does it anymore. But he still spits because he tries tries to not hit the crowd anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So seeing Lance Archer was really cool. And uh, in between... Well, we'll get to, we'll save the best for last. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's something we got to save the happened, big story at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happened in between this that the roof came off the place. Oh yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about the main event. The main event was uh, Jado coming out first for Bullet Club, and we were like, oh. And then Chase Jado, Owens, the heater, master heater. Yep. And then uh, Chase Owens came out, and basically nobody cared. And then the Gorillas of Destiny came out, and everybody mm. just blew up. Everybody, Tama is interacting with the crowd, spitting at people. How great is their theme song live? Uh, You couldn't hear it because the the roar of the crowd was so loud. Oh, nice. Right? And they were playing it over like the house PA, and they had like a 46-inch TV as a Tron. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, I was within eye shot of it. I forgot you were in Durham. Sorry. (laughs) Right. It's the curtain with the metal poles and right. right. So it's it's good stuff and you appreciate it for what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So Tama Taga and Tagaloa come out. Tama is just working the crowd and he made eye contact with me one time and I said, Oh, say something to me, please. Say something to me, please. I was gonna go What are you what are you gonna do? Get in here. I was I was gonna yell at him verbally, abuse him, challenge him. Say something. Say something. Yeah. Come on, give me a break. Anyway, uh they come out, get in the ring. Next up, David Finley and Juice Robinson. I should also say Yoshihashi first. He came out first. And everybody was kind of like, As he eh. should. Yeah, Yoshi, yeah, Yoshihashi, yeah. Next up, we got Finn Juice, the current yep. uh, IWGP tag team champions. Juice Robinson and David Finley came out to a huge ovation. Juice Robinson looking like the long-lost, uh, you know, what was the 70s band, the YMCA, the Village People. You know, long-lost Village yeah, People course. guy, right? Surprisingly and, big, that guy. 
Really surprisingly big. Surprisingly big, uh, as yeah. you guys might have seen in the picture that I posted in the group. And, of course, Tanahashi came out yes. to complete the foursome to have a four-on-four match with Bullet Club, basically. Fantastic. This was as well-worked as you would expect it to be with these eight guys. It was fantastic. Even Jado got his shots in. Uh, there was a, a moment where they were counting out the gorillas. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was Tama that was out. And Jado goes over and yanks the microphone away from the timekeeper to keep him from counting. Because they still do the five minutes past, five minutes past. They yep. still do that. And, that. They, and, they're, and they're counting along with the ref into the microphone so that the crowd can hear it, right? So he goes over and yanks the mic away. <laughs> they stop counting. <laughs> Just typical Bullet Club OGBC stuff, right? Great. Good stuff. Uh, had an absolute blast with this. Um, again, I, I think it was Juice that got the pin here. I'm not 100% sure. Nick, it, damn it. Why are we sending you to shows if you're not going to get us the scoops on this stuff? Because it doesn't matter. Of course the faces won. It, of course matters. these guys all won. Uh, it was fantastic. And but then I apparently wanna, you you were saying to me that Tanahashi and Juice just did like the rounds forever afterwards. So they had Tanahashi's music playing. I was going to try and get some bumpers because Finley, Juice, Tana yeah, yeah, totally. uh, were all hanging out, working the crowd. There was also a very large bus full of um, sp- uh, the best I can just There was a special needs home that had come to sure, the show. Sure, totally. Yeah, yeah. And my, just bless them for spending so much time with those uh, that those guys and girls and taking pictures with Tanahashi and Juice Robinson especially. David did as well to his credit. They literally went in, around the entire but not rail. Yoshihashi. <laughs> Yoshihashi's in the back. Of course, you know, nobody else oh really. Oh, my God. Juice Robinson and Hiroshi Tanahashi, at least 30 minutes spent walking person to person, person to person, taking selfies. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to get one with each of them as well. Really fun one with Juice, where we, we both went. I just went, Muppet face. He went. And that, that was the picture, right? <laughs> Luckily, I grabbed it. But and then Tanahashi came over and he was he was getting closer and then he went to the other side of the rail and I went, oh no! And I want to miss him because he's going to go in the curtain and then he just walked straight over to me and I was just like, yeah. you are so beautiful! <laughs> oh my god! I just I can't. It's like a ray the, of sunshine. Broke and I took the, the picture and, and I'm so I'm so mesmerized by this. I go. It's arigato, and I, I turned away, and I looked around, and I look at the picture, and it's blurred, and I went, oh, no! But luckily, it's that live picture that you can do with your phone, so you oh, can go nice. and like edit, find where the still frame is, Smart. so that's, I got the oh, God. Oh. I, I love the, I, guys, if you haven't seen the picture that Nick has, he posted it in the group. It's, what the thing I love about it most, and I have, I have just you know, an ocean of respect for Tanahashi and admiration, but like, this is this, a little thing about it that just, that showed me a lot about the man. And that is that, that it's the most genuine damn smile on his face. Like here he is in a little tiny place in Durham, North Carolina. And some, for, for half, for half an hour doing this in every single picture, his little hand yeah, thing right? that he does. Right. And, and I mean, you know, he's how many years in his, his career, he has nothing left to prove to anybody. He has yeah. no reason to, to have to come across the ocean to this little tiny place in the middle of nowhere and take pictures with people. And all of a sudden this hairy ogre wants to take a selfie with him and he's going to give him the same big, happy smile that he'd give to someone that he would, he's known for years. Yeah. Come on. That's, Listen, that's I, didn't, awesome. I didn't even tell you about the ending after the match, after the, the bullet club had run off, they did a four way air guitar in the ring with uh, uh, Tanahashi grabbed a mic and said, 
Riley in his most in the most broken English, but he did a, such a good job. He tried so hard, and Juice even saved him at one point. Um, but he said, "Thank you for coming. Thank you for supporting New Japan. All, everything that the face of the company you would expect would yeah, say, of right?" Uh, and then he broke out. He said, "What do you say, four way air guitar?" And he he opens up air guitar cases and starts pulling out fake guitars and handing them to Yoshihashi <laughs> Juice Robinson. <laughs> And David Finley, and they all have the air guitar session, and then they all hand them back to Tanahashi, and he throws them into the crowd. Like, I'm such a sucker for that kind of stuff, man. I, I love it so much. And then they go around and they take pictures with everybody. And you talk about just like beaming and seeing a side of that, that the group of guys that you hadn't seen before. You're only going to see that yeah. in the local shows. So, if guys, if you listen to this and you. I'm not speaking in hyperbole. It's 50 bucks. It's better than any pay-per-view you'll pay for or on TV. The experience of going yeah. and seeing something in a little venue. If it's if you're in Miami, it's on tonight in Miami, I believe, in any of the cities where they're doing the New Beginnings it's tour. probably on right now, so maybe a little right. late. But Support you know. it. Support yeah. it. Check, Go to one of the shows. Sure. It's worth every penny. It's worth every single second. So, but, two questions, Dick. Quick, yeah. quick, quick. Two questions. One question. Do Invisible Man and Invisible Stan know that Tanahashi stole their guitars? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Second question: What the hell was this big thing that happened between right before the main event? Whoop whoop! What? Marty freaking Skrull showed really? up. Really? Was in was in was Durham, only, North Carolina. In Durham, North Carolina. The only indication we got was it was before this final main event match. Right. And we started. We heard the burn that hum at the beginning yep. of his music and we saw on our little 46 inch Tron we saw the black hat with the feather and then we saw the white mask and you could hear the oh oh you could hear the crowd just revving up and then he, like they could, there's no way what how what then you hear the bomb bomb yeah. whoop, whoop, and you hear the few yep. people that know it start freak whoop, whooping and just free and he burst through the curtain and the roof came off of that place uh-huh. and it was like oh my god yeah Gets in the ring and go and just cuts a quick promo. Says hi guys, and you're gonna be seeing. I know I've been all over the place, but you're gonna be seeing a lot of the villain in New. Ja- it is so good to be back in a New Japan ring, and you're gonna be seeing a wow. lot of Marty Skrull in New Japan in 2020. Wait, and so I, he's and now I went, doing Ring of Honor. He's booking for Ring of Honor, and he's also working NWA. He's NWA got a with Aldis, and now he's saying he's gonna be doing a lot of New Japan. Best of Super Juniors, Marty's girl. Damn. Damn, Marty. In a couple months. AEW who? Right. Marty's doing just fine out there on his own. Right. Mother of God. So what right. was it? What was his big announcement? Was just like, I'm going to be in New Japan? No, he said he's here specifically because coming up in a couple of months, on April 4th, Ring of Honor is holding their Super Card of Honor, of Honor. event. Correct. And he wants, to, he wants to make it, put his stamp on that event. And he's calling out a challenge to the very first guy that was announced for Ring of Honor's Supercard of Honor, Switchblade Jay White. Mm-hmm. Marty Skrull in Durham, North Carolina at an armory show challenged Jay White at <laughs> Supercard of Honor. Lovely. And I saw it, and you guys, hopefully you saw the video. I did put it up on Twitter. I'm not sure if I, I don't think I put it in the group, but. Uh, put it in the group, it, damn it. I will. What's there I will. for? I will, I will. Uh, fantastic. Best 50 bucks I've spent in a long time. Ugh. Definitely recommend it. Oh, so Ugh. good. Thousand times better than I expected it to be. I thought it would be a bunch of mid-carters doing tag matches 
which to an extent even we did, if it, it was, was even if it, it is they're so entertaining i've been to a bunch of new japan shows as well and they're always even if it is a bunch of tag matches they always make it entertaining for the crowds i'm so glad you had a good time Nick. so I'm glad you had a good sweating. time and Talk, you were there just, and you were there for a major announcement too so i was i was so excited cool. to get back today and and share the the experience with you guys so I can Thank tell you you're very still much. ramped up about it. I love oh, it. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm sweating over here. Good lord, Marty Skrull. <laughs> I got Marty Skrull making that big announcement. Holy shit, nobody saw that coming at all, nope. at all. Nope. Oh, but that's it for New Japan. But we're gonna kick things over and talk about our moment of positivity. I'm so gonna Ian, start calling this the mop. I'm just, this is our mop. mop. We gotta bust out the mop, like from Wally. Mop. Mop. I'm going to bust mop. out the mop and do a little cleaning, Nick, and keep it clean around here. And uh, let's talk about – okay, so I'm going to actually make a caveat. I'm going to make okay. a caveat here because, come on, man. Is there any moment of positivity more positive? Is there any moment that was more amazing than the return of Edge this week? No. No. There, well, there's no I'm gonna, uh, you're going to use that one. I'm going to use another one. Just I'm going to say duplicate. I'm going to say moratorium. Moratorium on the Edge return because, duh – uh, okay, well, that, that makes obviously that was Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, moment of positivity that does not include edges or anything to do with edge, because that's just, <laughs> that's about as good as it gets. I'm also going to recuse myself from the Drew McIntyre win. Fair enough. Okay. Because I picked it. Uh, my moment obvious. of positivity is too Otis, obvious. Ca- not- Otis catching Mandy. It's, it's, oh my uh, God. it's blatantly obvious. Why is it always got to be Otis with you? Look, it's... You... <laughs> I've been on Otis for two years now, and you I made know. fun of me, and everybody, and I now did. he's getting moments like this. And don't don't hate on the man; he's he's doing his best I'm work not right hating now. Hating on the man, I'm like of all of the things that happened, you like Otis catching Mandy on his tummy is going to be. If we're not one? doing Edge, and I'm recusing myself from Drew, yes, that's it's my. not it's not being caught in the wonderful like loving glow of the beauty that is Tanahashi. Oh, I thought it's yeah. sure. the whole week, dude. Okay, I, I didn't. I didn't show. think about to include that, I, but yes, of course, that was a big moment of positivity. There were so many moments in the last forty-eight hours that I don't yeah. know what to do with myself. I mean, guys, let's be clear to all our listeners out there. Like, you know, this when Nick and I were setting up for our show today, we were both just beside ourselves at how pumped and excited and and awesome the last few days have been. Like, how much good wrestling? Because so often, how how. How many times are we always coming in here on our show and going like, well, WWE let us down a little bit this week or criticizing WWE? We didn't we didn't have a whole lot of that this week. This was it's been it's been so good. So much good stuff over the last few days and so much good stuff over the last few months. And over the last it's been it's been getting better and better. Like SmackDown has been a little rough for the last few months, but my God, overall, so much. Good stuff. I'll throw another one out there. You don't want me to use, you don't want me to use Otis Keith Lee getting in and facing that's down Brock Lesnar. Oh, that's that's yours. fine, you son of a bitch. That but no, that's I mean that's fair enough, man. Because that's a great one. Brock Lesnar selling for Keith Lee. Well, our boy, our boy Keith Lee comes out at the Royal Rumble, and after Brock Lesnar has been tossing minorities out of the ring right and left for the rest of the match, and Keith Lee comes in. Uh, that's a Bruce Mitchell call out right there. Bruce Mitchell was bitching on Twitter about that about the first half of the Royal Rumble being racist. Ay ay ay. Keith Lee comes out, and Brock Lesnar not only sells his presence, but then sells for him in this match. Keith Lee is two for two on main roster right now, and he got protected in the dump out too. He's tussling yep. with Braun Strowman. Yeah. He didn't go out like a punk. 
he went out fighting with one of the biggest, strongest dudes on the main roster. He's a made man. Yep. You're damn great, right that there's was a, going to positive. There's a great video uh, that somebody posted in the group of, you know, Keith Lee's rise over the last, you know, uh, being in Survivor Series and all of that stuff. And interviewing Mia Yim, who, did you guys know they're dating, by the way? They're, they're, they're a couple. They're a thing. Oh, what? Uh, anyway, Keith tells the story of him coming up, being homeless, sleeping in cars, all of that kind of stuff. And, and I even called back, like, we went to the PWG event. I can one of the distinct memories that I have is I was going. I thought it was weird. He had his name on his trunks in like those mailbox stickers yeah. that on on the back. And he, and, you, and you, you think about stuff like that, and you're just like, wow. A lot of these guys, three man. Three years. Yeah. Like three years. What what? Look at what three years can do. It, it, it's it's. Huh. It's pretty special <laughs> um, what we're seeing happen with Keith Lee right now. And, you know, that's what you guys, we make a big deal out of Keith Lee a lot because that's our SoCal boy. But yeah. at the same time, it's, 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 who is it's this personal mother? and it's special. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, come on. That, that, that's that's going to be iconic. Anoint him right there between Done. Survivor Series and War Games. And, and now you've got him in the Royal Rumble facing down Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Stop. Good lord, made man, Love absolutely. It. That's that, and that's what makes that's what I'm so positive about with it. And I was like, yeah. Just seeing the love they're giving him booking wise in the main roster. Bummed out about it, what they did to my boy Matt Riddle. But Nick, we'll get to that. Yes. Well, guys, that's oh no, wait. Yeah. We're just about done, but not quite yet, because we've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep 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 beep. Yes, sir. It's a short one today. Not a whole lot of news. We pretty much covered everything already. Uh, a couple little fun things. One thing, so we got the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's coming up this next weekend, Nick. That never ends. Super Bowl's coming up this coming Sunday, 49ers versus the Chiefs, of course. Uh, but you want to know who Pentagon's junior is 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 voting for? The 49ers. Uh, tight ends George Kittle is a huge wrestling fan. And uh, every time he gets a first down, he always throws out the old Cero Miedo. And he was asked where that came from, and he shouted out, he shouted out Pentagon Jr. on national TV to millions and millions of people. And as a result, I don't know if I posted it in the group yet. It's been a confusing day so far, but I'll post it. Uh, Pentagon Jr. has a whole 49ers getup now. Ooh. Like an all 49ers Pentagon Jr. outfit. Nice. And he's all in on the 49ers. So if you are any fan of Pentagon Jr., uh, <laughs> you'll be going for the 49ers come this Super Bowl. Uh, Matt Riddle, we just talked about Matt Riddle being in the Rumble and perhaps getting a bit of short shrift. It's a bit of a debate going on right now. What exactly happened? We do know that there was some sort of face-off between Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar backstage at the Royal Rumble. Matt Riddle has been calling out Brock Lesnar for a long time, saying he's the guy to take him down. Uh, the report that I read said that according to multiple wrestlers who witnessed the event, Matt Riddle was just there and Brock happened to walk by him and told Matt Riddle to keep his name out of his mouth because Matt Riddle will never get his shot at Brock Lesnar while Brock has anything to say about it because he's he doesn't like Matt Riddle's way of doing business and that's F that. Apparently Matt Riddle kept his cool. There was never any kind of heated aspect to the altercation, just Brock basically saying, you can go kick rocks, little man. Yeah. Uh, there was also speculation that Matt Riddle's quick exit from the Rumble may have been in retaliation to him pissing off Brock Lesnar, but according to every source that I've read, that's just speculation, and that was been the, that was the plan all along, was to have Matt show up and go out pretty quickly. So, it was not a punishment. It was just that's the way it was booked, and the altercation with Brock was no big deal, but you know there's some cameras back there. They caught him and Goldberg, 
So you know they caught him and Brock, and I'm very curious to see oh, yeah. what's going on with they that. Don't, they don't miss much. Uh, there's also some they stuff don't. going around on Twitter uh, where Ciampa had called him, we police our own or something like that, and he's calling out the locker room for not and nobody giving him a ride. and like All of that is surfacing now with this this heat around and it, it makes you wonder like has he lost has he lost his spot in the locker room and that's like the that's a are death people note. getting pissed off are people getting pissed off at matt riddle is he dropping rubbing people the wrong way right. and you start to wonder um about because he's known for being you know a dude that rubs people the wrong way bro so, so yeah we'll we will see what happens it's it's, it's a pity because he's so talented it, it, it'd be a bummer if his personality got in the way of a potentially enormous career mm-hmm. uh speaking of getting in the way of an, of an enormous career aj styles as we said separated his shoulder in the royal rumble match no prognosis yet as to how bad it is so we're not sure he may miss wrestlemania if it's bad. So keep your fingers crossed for AJ Styles. He is still out with an injury, waiting to hear on how bad mm. it is. Uh, he's probably getting checked out uh, today. And so we'll hear within the next little bit. We'll know by our next show for sure yeah. uh, what we're seeing with, with him. Uh, speaking of injuries, someone who is back from injury, Edge. Uh, he came back to the Royal Rumble. They completely botched his entrance with the camera cuts. Luckily, they've already announced they're going to be recutting it for VOD and network. So going forward, never come back and watch the Rumble. It'll look the way it should have looked. Yep. They'll be cutting to the right camera shots of the crowd. They'll be cutting at the right time so you won't miss any of his spears or the emotion on his face. So they have announced that. If you that. do want to see that, they uh, they did put the video up. It's called Unseen Edge Return yeah. or something like that. I did post it in the group today for you guys. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, I watched it 317 times. Dunn. We're yeah. sorry for Kevin Dunn uh, cut. Yeah, is what they're calling it. Uh, speaking of Edge, his contract, according to Talk Sport, is three million dollars a year for three years. The boy came back to get paid. He also only has to compete in a minimum of three matches a year. That's compete. He has to show up for a minimum of five events a year. Although he likely will show up for many more. Plus, he has to do signing events and etc. Uh, appearances. But uh, so yeah, so he's booked for five events or five appearances so far. This year, uh, obviously, there will be more. They're paying him enough. But three yeah, years, Nick, three years. That's a really good sign for how much we're going to see our boy. Uh, and let's see. Finally, NWA has signed Sean Mooney. Remember Sean mm. Mooney from back in the day in WWE? I do. He's, he is now with NWA. So an interesting replacement for Jim Cornette. I wonder why he'll be fitting in with their current team, given the fact they've got uh, they've got, well, not Wade Barrett, but uh, Stu, Bennett. Got Stu Bennett over there right now. So curious where they're going to fit Sean Mooney in. Uh, but NWA still making some good old school choices over there. And Nick, that is the news. Well, thank you very much, Surrey and Dangerous. And thank you guys for hanging out with us for this mega epic three hours of wrestling. You guys are baller champions, especially those of you in chat. Thank you for hanging out with us. All night here Seriously, as we guys. broke down the Royal Rumble and uh, Monday Night Raw and other things. And listening to me wax poetic about going to a New Japan event. Thank you very much for that. For those of you listening at home, we have a YouTube channel. I'm not sure if you knew yeah. or not. But hey, if you'd like to come in and join in the fun for Saturday and beyond, head over to YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Pound that subscribe button. Like all the videos that you enjoy. And jingle that little notification bell to get so that next time you get notified and you won't miss it. So it's a really good time. You should come hang out and just let the rest of the phenomenal ones attest to the fact that we. it's a really good time for you to come out and hang out 
out with us live Dude. on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's YouTube.com. It's fun. Slash Busted Wide Open. We are not the rap song. We're a, rest, <laughs> we're a wrestling show. It's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. It, it's, it, it's okay. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Make sure you're follow us, following us over there. Got some big plans for that in 2020. Uh, yeah. The place to be is in the Facebook discussion group, though, with the rest of the Phenomenal Ones and our Discord server. Uh, head over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, and uh, just like our page and join us. Send us a joint request to get into the group. And like all of the memes and the news stories and the fun oh, chats good stuff. And all kinds good of good stuff, stuff over 24 there. 24-hour moratorium on spoilers. No yes. spoilers 24 hours after show. Besides from sol- that, to solve that, you can head over to our Discord server, which if you're watching here yep. on YouTube, it's down in the description below. You can get right in. Or you can uh, find links pinned to all of our social media profiles across the board. But that is where the live chats happen now for all – thanks, Facebook – for all of the shows throughout the week, AEW, Ring of Honor, NXT, WWE, you name it. And we've got dedicated chat channels and the archives for all past chats. If you want to go back and like read along and watch along with some of the older pay-per-views, they're all in there as well. So got, that's the beauty of the Discord. It keeps all of the history there for us. Uh, I think that is everything that we've got to go. Oh, I'm certainly last but certainly not least, our patrons. Patrons, Dude. you guys rock. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. You're the fuel that rocks this machine. We hope you guys enjoyed the pickums. Those of you that participated, those of you that didn't, you can be ready for WrestleMania to go oh my and God. challenge the new BWO Patrons Pickums champion, Chris White. Chris congratulations. White. Chris, Enjoy congratulations. your title reign, sir, and we will see you at Mania. But until then, enjoy your reign, enjoy your swag, all kinds of good stuff. Be sure you show that off in the group as well so that everybody gets a chance to see all of the awesome stuff that you get when you become champion. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. Bye-bye, God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.